Good morning, everybody. I've just written this uh, homily a little differently. Instead of dealing with just the scripture readings for today, I am in some way going to refer back to the scripture readings from the last two Sundays as well. And that's because over the last two Sundays and today, we have three parables. The parable of the unforgiving debtor, the parables of the workers in the vineyard, and the, today the parable of the two sons. And I want to in some way reflect on all these three parables together. And I'm doing so because they offer life-changing perspectives on Christian discipleship. Now, when we take a few parables and try to reflect on them together, you need a framework to bring these parables together. And I would like to use today's second reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians to provide us that framework. I'm specifically interested in this statement from Paul. He says to the Philippians, have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus. Have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus. And I want to focus on the word attitude. So then in my first point, let's talk about the attitude and specifically I'm talking about the Jesus attitude. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 to 8, Paul points out what I'm calling the Jesus attitudes. Jesus emptied himself. Jesus humbled himself. Jesus became obedient unto death. Now, if you look at the parables that we've had over the past two Sundays and today, I believe these parables call for the very attitudes that Paul says is also in Christ Jesus. Self-emptying, humility, and obedience. So in the parable of the unforgiving servant two weeks back, Jesus called his followers to an attitude of forgiveness. Now really, forgiveness is not possible without a certain amount of self-emptying, a certain amount of humility. In the parables of the workers in the vineyard, Jesus challenged the righteous people to be open to his ministry, particularly to the tax collectors and sinners. It was a call to an attitude of humility an attitude that salvation is a gift from God and not something we earn. And finally, in today's parable of the two sons, the entire focus is on obedience. So in some way, these three parables connect to the attitude of Jesus, of self-emptying, of humility, and of obedience. Now, the reason 
Paul says, have in you the same attitude that's also in Christ Jesus is because Jesus lived these three attitudes which he calls forth in the parables. Forgiveness, humility, and obedience are the hallmarks of Jesus' relationship with people and with God. It took humility to be nailed to the cross, even though he was the Son of God. It took obedience to submit himself to God's plan of salvation. So I began my first point asking, what do I mean when I say the attitude of Jesus? The attitude of Jesus is an attitude of self-emptying, of humility, and of obedience. First point. Now that we've understood and become familiar with the Jesus attitude, we must return back to the framework that I provided for you. Have in you the same attitude that is in Christ Jesus. What is the attitude of Jesus that Paul suggests we must have in us? Hear me once again as I read parts of that scripture, second reading again. Paul says, If there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also those of others. So here are the key words that I think connect us to the attitude of Jesus Christ. Encouragement, solace in love, participation in the Spirit, compassion, mercy, joy, love, united in heart, thinking one thing. It calls for Christ-like self-emptying. It calls for Christ-like humility. It calls for Christ-like obedience. The three parables are precisely about the attitudes of Jesus, which now Paul is saying we must cultivate in us. This is my final point. I want to talk particularly about Obedience and the cross of Jesus Christ. It's probably one of the hardest attitudes of Jesus to inculcate, to, to cultivate in us. So, scripture scholars tell us about the obedience of Jesus that the self-emptying of Jesus holds the key to Jesus' obedience. They tell us that the self-emptying of Jesus describes Jesus' self-renunciation of his divine privilege. Jesus did not count equality with God something that he needed to be held on to. So he renounces his privilege as somebody who is equal to God, but he does it intentionally. He emptied himself means that Jesus did it to himself. He tempted 
temporarily suspended his status of equality with God. However, the obedience of Jesus throws a whole new light on Jesus' self-emptying. But Jesus was obedient suggests that his self-emptying, his humility, were not random acts to fulfill God's plan. No, Jesus was obedient to someone and something. Jesus was obedient to God and to God's plan of salvation. So now, here is where the rubber hits the road. Just like Jesus was obedient to God and God's plan of salvation, Paul says, Paul calls us to obedience. Now I said Jesus was obedient to God and God's plan of salvation. What are we being called to be obedient to? And folks, I thought about this for a little bit as I prepared this homily. What is it that Paul is calling me to be obedient? And for me, the answer is the cross of Jesus Christ. Let me explain for a little bit. The cross stands for something. In our retreat that we had for the uh, One Bread, One Body uh, parish retreat, I said we begin the Eucharist and end the Eucharist with the sign of the cross. And I think it's deeply symbolic of who we are as a people because the cross of Jesus stands for something. The cross of Jesus stands for self-emptying. The cross of Jesus stands for humility. The cross of Jesus stands for forgiveness. The cross of Jesus stands for reconciliation. The cross is the supreme example of what Paul says, do nothing out of selfishness or vainglory, rather humbly regard others as more important than yourself, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. The cross is the supreme example of that, and so Paul is calling me to be obedient to exactly what the cross stands for. And the obedience that is required from us is not the obedience of the first son, who said, I will do what, the, what Lord, the, the Lord tells me, but he does not do it. Or the one who said, I will not do it, and later may have accomplished it, but it's the obedience of Jesus Christ, who both said yes and accomplished what the Father asked him to do. That is the obedience that we now give to the cross of Jesus Christ. We must empty ourselves we must humble ourselves. We must be obedient to the cross of Jesus Christ with Jesus-like obedience. On this Eucharistic table, the self-emptying, the humility, and the obedience of Jesus are in full display. And it is in full display in the bread and the wine. As we come to receive Christ in this Eucharist, we now have in ourselves the same attitude that is in Christ Jesus. So let me end with these words of Paul. Because of this, God greatly exalted him 
and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This Eucharist, Eucharist is our opportunity to bend our knees and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. People of God said,